You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. Make sure you check out the Glebe Central Pub in the heart of the Glebe. Great food, great drinks, and the Send Shuttle for $17 to and from the CTC. $17. Tickets are available on the Glebe Central Pub's website. When you get to the pub, go let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Piller breaking down a 2-1 overtime loss. The Sens get their first loser point of the season, Pilsy. The Sens played one of their best games of the season. I'll say it. Yeah, they finally did it. They got the loser point, and that was a well-earned loser point. I mean, the Ottawa Senators were right there with the Winnipeg Jets the entire game. That overtime was thrilling, back and forth hockey, and it's a it's a guy that Nikolai Ehlers, we've seen him pull off moves like that, like he did with Jacob Chikrin and uh, capitalize on it as well. But that's one you got to tip your cap to. And if you're the Senators, that's a game you can build off. Sure, you'd like to have the two points, but hey, finally, they get to get in the mix with the loser points. We'll take it. And yeah, this uh, this is an event cast, but it's not a full vibe cast. It's it's somewhere in the middle. So we're feeling all right about this. Yeah, I mean, you look at the advanced numbers. Ottawa controlled a lot of the play. You can think of Jake Sanderson hitting the post when it was 0-0 earlier on in this game. The play where Brady popped it up, it lands on top of the net. The Sens had a lot of good chances in this game, plenty more so than the Winnipeg Jets. But in overtime, it took one speed burst through the neutral zone from Nikolai Ehlers. He goes through the triangle of Jacob Chikrin right at the blue line. And this is a play that he's done multiple times this season where he takes it on his backhand and lets it rip. I'm seeing some people get on Corpus Allo for this goal. I don't think there's much he can do about that. He's coming in full speed on an angle, and he basically hits far post and in. I think that's about as perfect of a shot as you can get. Sometimes you just have to tip your hat, and that's that's what I'm doing today. They get the point, and honestly, I'm just happy this team, they didn't quit. They didn't show any sort of you know let down when they gave up the first goal of the game. They battled, they battled, and they ultimately earned a point in tonight's game. And there's lots of moments in the game, Ross, where I think the recent Ottawa Senators would have kind of uh, shrugged and and allowed the Winnipeg Jets to take over this game. But the Sens were winning puck battles. They were playing hard up against the boards. They were playing a physical game. They're blocking shots. They're able to you know, uh, transition up the ice with speed. It This looked like a much better team effort than we've seen from the Ottawa Senators in a while. And we talked about it. They've been up against uh, teams like San Jose, the Montreal Canadiens. And this now is a real test. Can the Ottawa Senators hang with the big boys, the Winnipeg Jets, one of the best team in the league? And they did a great job, in my opinion. And you saw why the Jets are one of the best teams in the league, right? Like you could tell the structure defensively. And even though they got outshot in this game and outchanced, I'd say, um, Connor Hellbuck doesn't give up any rebounds. Like no. everything is how he has to get the most whistles per game. I'd imagine from a goalie, everything just sticks to him and it calms everything down. They get their line changes. Heck Ottawa got lucky in the third period twice. Guys were hemmed in the zone and Winnipeg had a, a missed pass to the blue yep. line that allowed them to clear twice where guys were gassed. And I was like, uh Oh, uh Oh, they're playing with fire right now. But uh, ultimately, yeah, like you said, this is one you build on, and I'm happy. This is one of those situations where you're happy that you play the next day. It's like we we have it. We're, we're feeling good. We're feeling yep. good. 
Like, yeah, we didn't get the result we wanted, but let's get out there in the next uh, 15 hours and, and make things work. And Pilsy, we will get more analysis on this game, but I would like to say officially Shane Pinto has served his suspension. It's over. He's officially back on the active roster. Yep, time served, 41 games under the belt for the Ottawa Senators here, and he's going to be no inserted parole. into this lineup. No yeah, parole. I mean, no parole for good behavior. Unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. Hey, he, he, try to tell a du- judge to, to say no, an arbitrator. Come on, get that smile in there. Uh, but no, all jokes aside, I think that there's a, a tense moment in this game where Josh Norris takes a shot up high. He goes right to the to dressing room and when that's the case and you don't see a cut or something that you're like oh that just he just needs to get stitched up when it's a bone or when you think it could be i was i was th- i was cursing the hockey god saying can we not get one game with stutzla norris pinto and greg could we not just get one but then sure enough he came back and that shift that created the goal that was all josh norris galloping through the neutral zone being first on the puck creating the havoc and then a little uh, Tarasenko right out front and Parker Kelly made no mistake. That's Parker Kelly's fifth goal in his last 12 games. Not bad considering he only had one in his first 34 before that. Yeah. Parker Kelly's looking good out there and he doesn't, he doesn't waste time trying to make a, you know, turn it into an excellent play. He just plays meat and potatoes hockey, got the puck in the slot, rip it. And that's what he does right away. And he scores. And uh, yeah, it's Ross. When Norris was leaving the game, I was like, well, that's Ottawa Senators hockey, like Pinto set to come in tomorrow's game. You don't get to have Norris at the same time. So obviously he's got to leave now. But like you mentioned, thankfully he comes back and he, he makes that great play up against the boards to block that puck uh, behind the net and then get that play started for that goal. So a nice, uh, nice job by Norris. And thankfully he's not out long term. And sorry, it was actually it was 29 games. The first 29 games, one goal for Parker Kelly. And he actually scored that in the opener. So that was 28 straight without a goal. And now he's starting to find some rhythm, find some touch. So uh, I'm I'm happy to see that. There's plenty of things that um, are encouraging signs from this game. But uh, was there anything that kind of mm, gave you some pause and maybe thought, I wish they were doing something different? I mean, it's tough to really find anything, Ross. Like, uh, I guess the one thing I would point to is the power play. Um, even though the Winnipeg Jets, you look at that roster and where they are in the standings, you're like, oh, I bet they have a good penalty kill. Not so much. I'm pretty sure they're kind of 20, in the, 27th. Yeah, near the bottom, uh, right where the Sens are as well. So you're hoping when you get four power play opportunities, and I mean, the refs were letting the whistle uh, absolutely go over anything in this for the game. first there's, two periods, and then they decided to put them away. Penalties. But then they decided to put them away for the third game management, I guess. I don't know. Um, but that's one area where I didn't really think the Ottawa Senators had a very good power play. Their penalty killing was good, especially yep. Claude Giroux, uh, Matthew Joseph. Joseph. Yep, they were playing really well on the PK tonight, but. I would have liked to see a little bit more momentum and some better chances on the power play. But I mean, for the 2023-24 Ottawa Senators, we're nitpicking here trying to find bad things, which is a relief. uh, And it's a breath of fresh air that they're able to play such a full, more than 60-minute effort up against one of the top teams in the league. Well, it was one defensive breakdown that made you think it was the old Ottawa Senators. Two guys get caught deep on the wrong side of the puck. And then uh, for some reason, the third third forward decides to pinch in as well on the first goal for the Winnipeg Jets. So it's just a flip play. And then Brandstrom doesn't track back and say, hey, 
I'm I'm one of two defensemen back. All my forwards are in the offensive zone, so he gets turned around. It's a three on one the other way, and uh, Jacob Chikrin right between the goalie and the puck uh, on both goals um, that are scored against Ottawa in this game. Uh, it, it's unfortunate. Probably that would be something that you're like, ah, probably probably wants to have one of those two. I mean, three on one, it's a little bit more difficult, but think about the way the play wants the second one more than anything, Ross, because that play is going to be on highlight reels on a Saturday hockey day in Canada. They're going to see that one a lot and it's already surfacing on Twitter. So I think that's the one Jacob Chicken probably wants back. Man, Nikolai Ehlers is a human highlight reel. So good. I just tweeted out like three days ago. I was like, this guy can fly. It's like, yeah, still can still got got such dirty dangles too. like I, I. Obviously, you want Chickering to play better there, but I almost don't blame him when you got a player like Ehlers that is so good at that move and doing it consistently. But then then I'm talking myself out of it, Ross. That's one of those check the game notes, bud. You're going up against Nikolai Ehlers. Maybe keep those uh, the wickets a little tighter so he can't go inside and out and through you like, like he did there on that overtime winner. Feeling like winners, though, with a loser point. Ottawa's first loser point oh, of the yeah. season. Now all 32 teams Woo! have at least one. And the New York Islanders have oh, 11 God. after last night and uh, maybe at the end I of today's show. I don't want to talk about the Islanders. <sighs> we can touch on them hiring Patrick Waugh uh. as their head coach. But in Ottawa today, it was 2-1 Winnipeg with the win over the Senators, an overtime game. Ottawa outshoots the Jets 35-29. to both teams go 0 for 4 on the power play. Both teams are 50% in the faceoff dot. Ottawa gets 56% of the shot share at 5 on 5. The hits lean in Ottawa's favor, 21 to 18, and they get 14 blocks to Winnipeg's 13. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't know where else to really nitpick beyond that other than saying I thought Timmy was at, at the top of his game today. I thought he was feeling it with the puck. That confidence is really kind of allowed the rest of the team around him to feel good about themselves. The third line, they're looking good. I thought Tarasenko had a number of good shifts in this game. Uh, We'll get some central standouts, but um, this one really just came down to Connor Hellebuck is the best goalie in the National Hockey League. And in three-on-three overtime, it was, what, four minutes in, three and a half, four minutes in. It was in the final minute of overtime because I had just turned. I'm watching the the game with my brother-in-law, big Jets fan, and we're like, this game shouldn't go to a shootout. And no. sure enough, it didn't. But it's like the the back and forth. And, you know, Ottawa had that three-on-one where Shabbat's the last guy, the trailer, and he tries to pass it. Like I didn't like that decision. And especially, Ross, um, was it over to Timmy or who was it over to? Because even as that play was happening, I was like, that guy is the wrong stick-handedness mm. for that play to make sense. Or at least it seemed that way to me. Uh, chat can correct me if I'm wrong. But it just... I wasn't happy with that decision. Yeah, it was a very risky one, and it almost got uh, got them back. But uh, Shabbat did do a good job of hustling back and uh, doing his best to uh, break up that that counter attack by the Jets. Yeah, he you could definitely see the smooth skating ability by Shabbat there. And uh, are you talking about in overtime, Ross? Correct. Yeah, and that's Kyle Connor, the guy who leads the Jets in goals despite missing weeks. Uh, that's coming down the wing there. So you want to make sure you can cut off that angle. And uh, that that was a nice save by Corpy as well, because Connor still got a good piece of that. So not uh, you know it was it wasn't um, kind of a debacle late in the game like the Ottawa Senators are used to doing when they have a chance to get a win. Nope. 
And they had Connor Hellbuck, who saved uh, more than a goal and a half above expected based on his performance, whereas Corpus Allo was 0.23 below. So basically right on for him, uh, where I thought Corpus Allo actually played pretty well. He made some some good saves. It's just nothing with Corpus Allo really looks like calm. A lot no, of with Corpus Allo. Especially everybody... when you're looking at Connor Hellbuck on the other end. Like it's two very different kind of... Um styles of emotional goalies yeah like like corpy is always like flying like that that play in overtime where he's holding the puck with yeah. his glove on his back i don't think i've seen that in my life like that's got to be one of the most awkward things for a goalie to do mind you it ends up being a great play and uh keeps it from trickling out for a juicy rebound but like that's it a goalie coach is looking at that and being like there is no kind of Thing that should happen that should have a goalie holding his glove against his back like that <laughs> makes absolutely no sense um the line of ridley greg with brady kachuk and claude Giroux in this game was ottawa's best i thought again uh just yeah. in terms of being in the right position being on the right side of pucks and they control play every time they're on the ice so i again even though shane pinto is coming back it's still a line i want to see stay together with Ridley, Greg, Claude Giroux, and, and Brady Kachuk. Brady was great today. What did you think about the hit and the uh, the ensuing fight that he had to deal with tonight? I don't know. I, I feel like maybe Jets fans would feel a little bit different, but I felt that was one of those plays where you didn't have to have a fight there. Who who was it that he that he hit? I hit um, Dominic Toninato, and then Brendan Dillon stepped up for him. Yeah, but that's one, like, Brady's reaction says it all. He turns back and he's like, oh, come on. And then he sees Dylan coming right at him and just reluctantly is like, all right, and drops the mitt and admits and gets into fighter mode. So you love to see it from Brady, although Brady, rare L on that fight. That was, uh, didn't go his way there as the jersey kind of gets stuck in an awkward position on his head. But still, I, I'm not a... I'm not upset with Brady for that. I'm more disappointed that uh, that's the classic hockey move where a guy gets hit. And sure, maybe it wasn't a, the cleanest hit, but that's one of those where just just let Brady take the penalty and move on. But if you're Brennan Dillon and you can bait Brady into taking a, a five-minute penalty on top of already getting a power play uh, ahead of that, I don't blame Dillon either for going for that. So all around, it's just one of those plays where you're like, eh, it happens in hockey like that sometimes. And Dylan turned around and saw his teammate holding his head on the ground, even though it was the head hit off the boards. It was a, if anything, Brady might've like kind of jumped into the check a little bit, but it was still shoulder on shoulder. So I'm with you. I didn't think it was necessary to have to fight after that, but um, you know what? Brady's not going to say no in the first period of a, of a zero zero game. And Brendan Dillon's a tough customer too. So credit to him for stepping up for his teammate as well. We'll get some send central standouts after a quick word from our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. The postcast is always brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. You can visit them in the heart of the Glebe. They're at 779 Bank Street. So next week on Tuesday and Wednesday, there are PWHL Ottawa games. Why not head to the Glebe Central Pub on your way down to Lansdowne? Right on the way. Great spot. The vibes are immaculate at the Glebe Central Pub. Any night of the week, you can go down to the Glebe Central Pub and visit them. Go check out the games that are on the TV, whether there's live music, trivia night, all sorts of great nights. The wing night is a very big hit as well. The Arsenal supporter atmosphere that they have in the mornings when Arsenal's playing is a great vibe as well. They've got the dartboards and the food is fantastic. And of course, when you use the Glebe Central Pub shuttle to and from the CTC, you're able to visit with Sue. 
the best bus driver in the game. Sue gets you to the CTC and back in one piece. She knows all the back roads. She knows how to get there on time. You leave an hour and 15 minutes before the game and you're back in the nick of time right after the game finishes. All for $17. Get your tickets online. It's the Glebe Central Pub, 779 Bank Street, right in the heart of the Glebe. And this episode is also brought to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. And it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. They got superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. It's that simple. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that W. So creep. Your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. Check it out today, guys. eBay Motors. This is the Postcast. I'm Ross Levitan. You know that's Brandon Pillar. And it is the mother's trip. All the moms were in attendance looking good, getting ready to ship off to Philadelphia for a matinee tomorrow. I feel like the mother's trip kind of got the short straw here. You're you're uh, going to Philly and Montreal in January. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I will say, though, there's something special about going to a game in Montreal. Yeah. Overrated, in my opinion. I'm sure uh, Habs fans will let me hear it. But I also, there's some bias there as I went and the Sens got rocked 5-1. So maybe that's why I didn't love it. But I had the Bell Center uh, high on my list and... It was it was cool. It was cool. Not was uh, right. not as hyped as uh, as it gets. I'm uh, overrated. I'll say overrated. Overrated. Wow. Did you have a Shein show? We oui. yeah. We oui. Shein show. We said my Come see, come Philly though. That's a that's a dangerous place. I feel like the fans are gonna get on the moms. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to go there. And I mean, it's still still cold. Like you're going to some cold spots. If I was the moms, I would have booked for uh, maybe a trip down south in, in January. Early March, they've got the California swing. But anyway. Yeah, I was trying to look for uh, for a good road trip for them because the dads got to go to some sweet spots this year, didn't they? Well, you know, big waltz handpicking those. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Right? I think it was Nashville, Dallas last year they did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, exactly. So we, we need we need the LOSP trip. Forget the moms and the dads. We need the LOSP trip. Get everybody. Maybe next year we're going to try to get everyone to an away game and somewhere fun as well. Let us know in the chat where you want to go for an LOSP away game. We've always talked about Vancouver, but after being down 5 nothing in the first period, uh, last time they're in Vancouver, maybe hey, maybe they're due for a better performance next time they're there. But uh, that was obviously a bit of a turnoff for that. But um, overall, for for the Ottawa Senators tonight, two one overtime loss. It feels so weird to even say overtime loss. Um, as Nikolai Ehlers got the winner for the Ottawa Senators, it was Parker Kelly scoring the goal. Assists went to Vladimir Tarasenko and Josh Norris in this one. For Parker Kelly, it was his sixth goal of the season. 
And I'm just happy for him, man, really kind of establishing himself as a favorite under this new coaching staff. Like every coaching staff kind of has their favorites, their guys who are in the doghouse. And uh, it does kind of feel like Parker Kelly's doing the most to make sure that he is on the positive side of the coaching staff and what they want. He is exemplifying out there on the ice. Who, Pilsy, is your first Send Central standout presented by the Glebe Central Pub? You know, we don't do this very often, so when I have the chance of going to do it, hashtag goalie-friendly show, I thought Corpy had a nice game here. Uh, and I mentioned Ross. Uh, I got to have my 15 minutes of fame on 680 CJOB Winnipeg Radio, and I mentioned that Corpusalo his best career numbers, sure, only five games, but his best save percentage and goals against average numbers in his entire career were up against the Winnipeg Jets. And he had another good game in uh, in tonight's effort. And I think the fan base is kind of split on whether they want Corpy to have that uh, last goal or not as he finishes with 27 out of 29 shots stopped and 931 save percentage. And I think it looks a little weak on the initial play and on the highlights, but that is an awkward shot. It's kind of like low glove and it's a quick backhand by Nikolai Ehlers. So not the best goal, but not the worst goal we've seen Corpus Hall give up. That's for sure. But it looked like he was battling and he had some really good saves throughout this game that at least allowed the Ottawa Senators to bring it to overtime. So I'm going to give a send central sand out to Corpy here. Okay, as the number one. I thought he played good, but I don't know if he'd be my number one tonight. I'm trying to boost him. I'm trying to boost him. Okay, but he's not starting tomorrow. No, no. I guess I'm boosting him for the game up against the Habs. That's a big one, Ross, on Tuesday. So, look, I, I just thought there was multiple times where I'm like, I feel like Corpus Allo would have let in a goal here, and he stood tall. So, that's where I'm going. Okay. No, I, I can respect that. Um, there's a couple of ways I could go, but I'll, I'll start with the leader of this team. I thought Brady Kachup was, was phenomenal. Again, you look at the production for him. I know he didn't get on the, the score sheet tonight, but he was, he was all over the puck. And, and to me, when he's at his best, he's moving his feet in the neutral zone. I thought he was doing that. And I thought he was making good little pop plays to Giroux and to Ridley Gregg, two guys, especially Ridley who have more speed than, than Brady. So they're able yeah. to, carry the puck and get things going. So all, all things uh, considered there, I think Brady Kachuk steps up, gets in the fight early on in this game, doesn't fight a scrub, takes off a guy who, you know, is, I know it's a different circumstance cause he was more so just agreeing to go after yeah. he's the one who laid the hit. But I do think that, uh, that he's going to be a guy who, who set the tone in this game for the Ottawa senators. Yeah, I, I thought he had a decent game, and uh, he had a couple good chances. And uh, as Brady Kachuk does, he gets pims, hits, and shots, and he was doing that tonight. He certainly was. Yeah, cleft eight. There will be no helmet video tonight. Um, he's saying, "I mean, keep waiting for it." Then remember, we actually lost the uh, the <laughs> oh, yeah, game. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, you have you want to snap it around twice since everyone feels like it was a win tonight. I got another one, so if you're snapping it back to me, I'm ready. Yeah, please. I thought Jake Sanderson had another no, good game here. he took mine. Yeah, I mean, f four shots. He played upwards of 25 minutes. Uh, like you mentioned, he had that opportunity where he hit the post early on in the game. And then, then he almost scored in overtime. 
that's exactly where I was going next. And uh, yeah, Ehlers had that opportunity on Corpy, but he does that weird glove save and then the sends go the other way. And Timmy waits, waits, sees Sandy coming in and he hits Sandy with a nice pass. And then that was a great shot that kind of had uh, Hellebuck handcuffed a little bit. So I really thought Jake Sanderson was doing well offensively and I thought he was doing a good job defensively as well as him and Zub are consistently put up against some of the tougher matchups in the league. And they don't disappoint typically. So I wanted to give Jake Sanderson uh, some six taps with my second Send Central standout presented by the Glebe Central Pub. Jake Sanderson played four minutes and 10 seconds more than anybody else on the Ottawa Senators tonight. It's what he does. He's 21 years old. So much great hockey ahead of Jake Sanderson. I'm tempted to just go with Artem Zub because the two of them played so well Makes together. Sense. But instead... I'll keep the good vibes rolling with a guy who needed to have a good performance tonight, and I hope he carries it in. For his first in four games, Josh Norris was phenomenal tonight. I really like Josh Norris's game. I love the way he set up the goal. He was moving his feet. I thought he was tracking back defensively really well. Just overall, I think that there's a lot to like about Josh Norris, and as a guy, maybe this is something where he's like, I don't want to move to wing, so he's like, I better, I better be at my best this whole time. And he plays over 20 minutes in this game, has four shots on goal, goes just about 50% in the dot as well. And um, I thought he was definitely noticeable for his first game back. Yeah, and a part of that, Ross, might be that he's down on that third line. And Jacques Martin says he wants to spread the offense uh, around. I like the idea of having a third line of Kelly, Norris, and Tarasenko, especially Norris and Tarasenko, you got two 30 goal scores on your third line. Not a lot of teams have that. And then you got a honey badger type guy in Parker Kelly that's going to get those guys the puck so they can rip it. And I thought they looked nice uh, as a trio tonight. And I think if you're able to keep those guys uh, on the third line, they're going to take advantage of some weaker matchups because if you would have told us at the start, of, like I don't think Norris and Tarasenko have played much third line minutes in their life. So to have them get the opportunity to go up against bottom six players, I think they could have success here. So it'll be interesting to see how this lineup uh, changes and if they'll stay like that when Shane Pinto is inserted. We're going to find out. Jacques Martin speaking to the media at 11 a.m. tomorrow. It is a 1 p.m. puck drop in Philadelphia. The Flyers got waxed today, and it wasn't even close. They they did the old sends move where once it's out of reach, they make it look a little bit more respectable, even yeah. though the Avalanche added uh, one, two, two uh, late ones, including an empty netter with 20 Logan seconds. Logan O'Connor had a hat trick, his first. Wow, that 21 seconds left in the game was his empty netter for the hat trick. I bet I bet they were pushing hard for him to get that. McKinnon with the primary assist probably opened up some yeah. space, is, is my guess. But you look at this one, and... Look, for Ottawa, Matt Sogard's going to come in fresh tomorrow. There's no fresh goalie for the Philadelphia Flyers. Carter Hart was pulled after 40 minutes, oh. and then Samuel Arison played the third period. Uh, Carter Hart led in five goals on 15 shots in this game. Oof. Yeah. I mean, it's the Colorado Avalanche, but still, oof. Yeah. So they're going to be prickly tomorrow. I think Especially since it goes back to Philly. Like, they're no, they're, they're at home. They're at home tonight. Up. They're, they're no, I mean, the Sens are going to Philly. Right, right, exactly. So they put out this performance in front of their own crowd, and now what are they going to do to battle back? Meanwhile, for Ottawa, they're going to get the emotional boost of getting Shane Pinto back 
So hopefully that in itself can kind of reverse that. And uh, they need they need Sogard to be better than he was against Colorado. I trust that he will be, but they need that for a successful game tomorrow. Yeah, and that's the thing, Ross. I, I think this team matches up nicely up against the Philadelphia Flyers. Sure, the Flyers are having a lot of success and one of the top teams in the Metro somehow. I haven't really been following them that closely. But when you look just roster compared to roster, this is a team that the Ottawa Senators should be able to handle and maybe maybe even get a W or maybe another loser point. I, I, I'm addicted to loser points now, Ross. We got one. You're addicted to them? Why don't we just get two just for fun as a treat? Ah, that's going to ruin the tank, though. Is are you, <laughs> You're trying to tank now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where the, the this team is so confusing. Like just when Ross, we had a segment what four days ago, embraced the tank, and we did a full question mark though. I know, I know, and we did a full fifteen minutes. Is it time to embrace the tank? And how do we do that if we need to? And now we're out of it. I don't. This team, uh, I don't think they have what it takes to make playoffs. So maybe embracing the tank and uh, taking a couple loser points here or there might be the way to go. Only problem is embracing the tank. The players aren't going to do that no matter what. And therefore, they're going to be in a bad mood and more likely to just have bad culture around the team. I'd but rather they're sprinkling in a couple wins here and there, Ross. I don't want to see any more five-game uh, losing streaks. I, s- drop a win in there. Have two, then three. Mix in a win. Well, they have to beat Montreal on Tuesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. The games, that's, as Habs fans will let you know, rent, uh, rent-free. Uh, those are our Stanley Cups, and we do want to beat the Habs. Every Credit season. to Habs fans for selling out Ottawa's barn, because I've heard that that's the only way Ottawa can sell out is if Habs fans are there, and it was another sellout for the Senators today. So thank yeah, you to all Habs fans for allowing us to sell out our own building on a Saturday afternoon where the Winnipeg Jets are in town. The Jets are such a wagon, just top to bottom. Great, great hockey team. And um, I actually want to get to a comment, and this is a, a good kind of way to wrap up the show in terms of a, a topic, because... I want to talk about Rick Bonus. I want to talk about the Islanders coaching situation and Ottawa's situation with Jacques Martin. And it all ties in together. And if we do get Jacques Martin's audio, we'll play that for you immediately. But the timing's been hit or miss. So uh, if not, we'll retweet that. You can go watch Jacques uh, through the Ottawa Senators Twitter account. Okay. So let's start with Rick Bonus because uh, every day on CJOB, we get like the coach's corner where it's a one-on-one conversation, uh, Rick Bonus with our play-by-play guy, Paul Edmonds. And something he said there, and obviously Rick Bonus has an interest in the Ottawa Senators with his son, Ryan, being associate general manager. And he just was talking about his own team and how he notices it probably a bit, a bit of the same going on in Ottawa where you can teach these new systems, but these players have their old systems so ingrained in what they're doing. It's just not going to change overnight. So he's yep. saying like, look, our team's well-oiled right now, but like I've been teaching the same thing for, for a year and a half since I got here. It's just, you have to respect the fact that it's going to take some time. And that's what they're doing over there with Jacques Martin changing systems. He didn't like how uh, the systems were. And uh, so he's going through that process right now. So There's going to be times where it looks kind of sloppy and there's going to be times where for the most part, and I put in the title, this was a Jacques Martin style hockey game. They didn't give up much. They really didn't. Yeah. And the thing too, Ross is that Jets team has a lot of more veteran players. They've had multiple coaches in their career. Look at the Ottawa senators. Like a lot of these guys, DJ Smith has been their only coach 
they've ever had. So switching from things that are ingrained in you for what, how long was DJ here? Five, six years, five uh, and a half years. It's, it's tough to get out of those habits. And especially when it's such a big shift going from DJ Smith to Jacques Martin. So I think it is going to take some time. We're starting to see things change over and, guys kind of get their confidence back and uh, the structure being added back to this game. So hopefully that comes around sooner rather than later, Ross, because it's tiring going on these long losing streaks. And it looks like the Ottawa centers of recent have been much better. They've been much better. I think over the last, what, five? Low bar, but still improvement. Yeah, definitely a low bar. But even if you go back and... They're two one and one in their last four games, Pels. Huge, huge. They're two one and one in their last four games. I mean, the two wins are against San Jose and Montreal, but I think this point, like, could you imagine if they just didn't blow it against Colorado? We'd be three zero and one in the last four, and we'd actually feel like, oh, they can build on this. But that third period against Colorado was just so bad, so bad. But um, no, turning the page from that, and, and in terms of. Yeah, so Rick Bonus and Jacques Martin, I do see a lot of similarities. So that that's the curiosity about what's going to happen this summer. I don't think it'll be Jacques Martin, just based off of no. what Ann Lauer probably bringing in someone he knows. John Gruden's name keeps coming out there, and um, uh, wouldn't be surprised if that's it. I know it would be kind of an un- underwhelming like hire. But what do you think of the New York Islanders hiring Patrick Waugh as their head coach, Lou Lamorello was just on a conference call. He said that was the only coach he contacted. He said it was either going to be him or I wasn't going to make a move. Yeah, and I, I believe that from Lou Lamorello and classic Lamorello. He keeps these things under wraps. I don't think anyone expected this. And first, I was angry. Then I was in denial. And now I'm just jealous because Patrick Waugh, Ross, that's the guy we wanted that's the guy we thought made a lot of sense. And now he's off the market. And I think he's going to be able to get a lot out of that Islanders team and they could be dangerous. So disappointed that now that opportunity is no longer available for the Sens in the offseason. They have 11 loser points right now. Like They're hanging on by a thread. If you look at the standings based on wins, they've got 19. Like Ottawa's got 16. They have three more wins in Ottawa in four more games. It's but crazy. the loser points are just adding it and they're able to kind of just be in the mix because of it. But that shows you a team that's on the cusp of being really good, right? Like if you if you even turn half those loser points around, they're in a whole different position in the standings. So mm, if not you, actually, because if they turn half those loser points around, but half of them they lose, wouldn't they be equal? Well, let's uh, still get loser. That's points. not what I meant. Yeah, I meant like <laughs> let's take five of those loser points uh, and turn them into wins. You get five extra points. That's a boost there. But yeah, fair rebuttal, Ross. Um, but yeah, I just it sucks. I really, I really felt like Patrick Wall was going to be the guy. Like it, it seemed to make a lot of sense. Part of me though hears those comments from Rick Bonus about how it took a couple of years, and like I almost give Jacques another couple of years, like you know the process is there with him, right? And it's just yeah. like, what? So you're having him teach these guys for the rest of the year only to then restart in the offseason? I, I, I think yes, a little bit, Ross. But also this is, I think Jacques, I don't, I don't want to call him like a like an inside guy or a mole or a spy or anything like that, right? Like that's obviously the wrong terminology. But I think Jacques brought in here to do a no-nonsense evaluation of 
who's part of the problem and who's part of the solution and how this management team should be moving forward accordingly. And I don't think Jacques Martin at, at what, 71 years old is really interested in having uh, this job for a few more years now. So I think in the off season, there are some options still without Patrick Waugh here that uh, hopefully the Ottawa senators can, can find their man. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, we should give shout outs to a guy we're, we're typically hard on. And we mentioned not, probably not the best decision in overtime, but I thought Thomas Shabbat overall played a really good game tonight. Yeah, one, one of his better games. And you saw his speed and his skating ability uh, there his in overtime. passing too. He was finding guys. Yeah, that's the one thing with Shabbat I really like. I find he does a really good job of doing kind of that fake shot follow through and then sliding it over to typically it's Norris on the power player who is ever kind of flanking him there. So yeah, a, a better game for Shabbat. That's for sure. Cause I believe Chickard and Branny played a lot of time together. Didn't they? Chickard and Branny. I can pull that up right now tonight in tonight's game, five on five D pairs. They did Chickard and Branny played 12 minutes and 39 seconds together at five on five. Only Sanderson and Zub at 15, 15 played more. Yeah, so so they broke up that pair of Shabbat and Chikrin that I think anyone that's watched Ottawa Senators hockey has known and can clearly identify that pair was not working out. So I'm 100%. glad they broke that up. Shabbat Chikrin had 100% Corsi, 100% expected goals tonight. Um, they had one shot attempt for none against in one minute of ice. Okay, time. I was going to say, yeah, that's got to be a tiny sample size. <laughs> Very small t- sample size there, Pilsy. But uh, no, you're right. And it's it's good to see you right now that uh, the Ottawa Senators have finally taken Travis Hamnick out of the lineup. And look, it's paying immediate dividends. They've allowed two goals in back-to-back games. Tonight was in an extra time period. Um, they hadn't, since New Year's Eve against Buffalo, they hadn't allowed less than three goals a game at all. They've yeah. gone seven straight games where it was six, four, three, six, five, four, seven. So it's nice to have back to back games where you're not giving up at least on average a goal per period. Do you think Jacques puts him in the lineup tomorrow just kind of to, to freshen things up? I hope not. Yeah. Okay. But if he does and he plays, I think this he, would be the time to, to do it just, uh, just cause yeah. it's a back to back. And like, JBD was definitely the worst defenseman out there tonight. That's the thing. If JBD was out there and he was like, you can't take me out of the lineup, then sure, that's a different story. But I think since it's a back-to-back, you've sat Hamannick two games now. He's a veteran. He's probably got some pride, and he he doesn't like that, especially going up against uh, his hometown team, the Winnipeg Jets, Manitoba native. I'm sure he would have liked to be in that game. So I think for tomorrow's game, you, you put him in the lineup uh, just to – keep things kind of fluid here. Okay. And then who for you? And I know we've had this discussion time and time again, but um, now it's here. So we saw Zach McEwen came out for Josh Norris. Now that you have an extra game of sample size to identify and, and evaluate on who comes out for Shane Pinto. Kubalik, get him out of here. I'm sorry. Did he play I- today? Yeah, honestly, like I, I wish I wasn't saying this. Uh, we came into the season being like Kubelik. That's a guy that's going to add some goal scoring to the bottom six. But if he's not scoring goals, sure, he has nine goals more than Tim Stutzel. I don't know if you've heard, Ross. But if he's not scoring goals, he's doing nothing. There's no there's no other elements to his game. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the guy Jacques Martin labels and says, yeah, you're out of here, buddy. 
I'm curious. We'll find out very soon. You got any uh, final thoughts today, Pilsy? Because we're going to be right back at this, the postcast tomorrow. This is a seven-day pod week uh, with the back-to-back on the weekend as well. We are literally your team every day, the postcast, where we vent or vibe, or we're just confused. We don't know what to do for an overtime loss. We did our best, though, and we will have more tomorrow after the game against the Flyers. Expect the postcast to start around 4 p.m. Eastern time. Pillsy, final thoughts today. 2-1. The Sens lose to Winnipeg. Final thoughts for me is it's nice to get a loser point. You know, the Ottawa Senators, they hadn't had one all year. It seems like teams are getting fat off loser points like you talked about, Ross. The New York Islanders are hanging on because they have 11 loser points. Columbus Blue Jackets, last I checked, had like nine loser points. There's lots of teams that are approaching 10. So the loser points are just getting out of control. It's... uh, Typical society these days. Everybody gets a participation trophy. Ah, you made it to overtime, take a loser point. No, I'm just messing around. But it is nice that the Ottawa Senators were able to push a team like the Winnipeg Jets all the way to overtime. So although I'm not thrilled with the loser point, I'll take it. I'll take it. This is the fine cast. We're doing just fine. Yeah, this is the fine cast. I actually like that. We're fine. We're We're fine. Shout out to Bizla. Send Central Citizen always in the mix in the chat for that one as well. Shane Pinto is officially back. We're excited for that. We can't wait to see where he fits in for all of the up to the minute, up to the minute updates. Can you say that? Yeah. For all of those, head over to Twitter at Send Central. And for all the 218 people who are still vibing with us in the postcast, I will let you know I made a Danny Heatley mixtape that's going to drop <laughs> nice. tomorrow morning. Tomorrow is Danny Heatley's birthday. So I, I typed in Danny Heatley's name on YouTube and I found a video of 50 and 07. So I put the uh, the song, The Heat Is On underneath and then just clipped the best three minutes out of a 14 minute video. So stay tuned for that at Send Central. It's going to drop bright and early tomorrow on uh, on my Twitter. And, and there's some ridiculous goals in it. Ridiculous goals from Danny Heatley. So uh, ironically, they're playing the Flyers, the organization that Danny Heatley joined as a, a scout or skills coach. He's a part what? of the Flyers. Yeah, he's part of the Flyers organization. Since when? Since this past summer. Oh, that's random. Danny Heatley was hired as a, as a pro scout. Huh. Okay. Pro scout, Danny Heatley. I wonder trying, if he's I'm looking. I'm trying to make the connection there. How, how did that happen? I don't know. Hmm. I'm uh, I'm hoping he finds some all-stars around the league while he's doing his scouting. Danny All-Star. Absolute beauty. 1506. 1507. Alfie's mullet. Heatley on the show is like the white whale. He, he he likely is our number one guy. Like if we had Danny Heatley on. But it would have to be like. N- there would have to be no. I don't want to say politically correct. There would just have to be no. I don't want him in media speak. We got to get him when he's on his boat. <laughs> amazing let's get some go sends goes in the chat really appreciate everybody for jumping in it's a saturday afternoon go enjoy your saturday evenings everyone the nfl football is buzzing and we will chat with you after the sends take on the flyers and joshua says why not get alfie on the show hopefully we're we're gonna wait i believe we're looking for episode 1111 yeah yeah and you don't get coaches on during the season and you especially do not have coaches on the show during a losing season we we know that 
Yes, we do. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been a we're doing just fine cast. The Senators lose 2-1 in overtime. Nikolai Ehlers scores the game winner. For for Ottawa, Eunice Corpusalo was pretty good in goal for the Senators. And uh, we think it'll be Mad Sogard tomorrow. But we'll confirm that on Twitter at Send Central. You can also follow the show on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. Make sure you be a friend, tell a friend, let everyone know that we are on YouTube. Subscriptions are absolutely free. Let's get some ghost ends go in the chat for Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan, and this has been the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. Go check out the Glebe Central Pub in the heart of the Glebe. Great food, great drinks, and the Send Shuttle for just $17 round trip. GlebeCentralPub.com slash online store.